0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The
1: day I go, hey, I made a promise to my mother. It's okay, cause I'm gonna die for this. I put my mind to this. Watch all these people, how they treat you. Got no time for it. I fear no evil, got my demons. I'm just fine with them. And all these people think they know
0: me. It don't matter to me. Cause I'm gonna die for this. I put my mind to this. Watch all these people, how they treat you. Got no time for it. I fear no evil, got my
1: All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Three Point Stance. And, you know, it's me, Caleb the Goat. We're missing our guy D-Gray today. He had some uh, USFL stuff come up, so, you know, we salute him and his USFL journey, hopefully leading his way back to the NFL. But we have a very special guest for everybody today, former Steelers tight end, Wesley Saunders. How you doing, brother?
0: Hey, 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 I'm going to give me and you a round of applause right now, man. appreciate you having me on today, brother. Thanks so much. Yeah, of course, of
1: course. You know, I was a big fan of you back when uh, you were with the Steelers. Um, You know, sadly, you know, you were only with us for a short time for that year in 2011. Uh, Then there was a hiccup in 2012 I know of. but man, you you were you were a guy, and Tomlin praised you all over the place for uh, for quite some time. It just didn't seem to pan out, and you know you were in a stack tied in room with uh, I believe Heath Miller. Uh, I think Spate was on the team around that time. Uh, uh, actually,
0: Spate had
1: just left. Oh, he just uh, left. Okay,
0: yeah. I, who, yeah who was the, I can't remember who the other time. It was me, Heath, uh, David Johnson. There we go, yeah, boy, yeah. Yep. So for, for a while, it was just us three. Yeah, uh, yeah. To, big game. The, the Yeah,
1: yeah. That, <laughs> that that dude was a he was a monster. Like you, like you, you yourself. I mean, you were what two seventy back then, six five. I mean, you you weren't in a a slouch when it came to you know the the game of tight end. Um, and like I remember you scoring your first touchdown against the Chiefs. That was uh. Yes. It it was a tiptoe catch on the, in the back of the end zone, correct?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday night, Sunday night football, man. I remember like it was yesterday, and uh, you know, never, never, never had I caught that pass before in practice or anywhere else. <laughs> so the fact that you know I, my whole mindset was just being ready, just in case. Yeah. I think it, it it makes it even more sweet. Yeah, and you and if if you look
1: at your your game style, back – like. Back in 2011, you're kind of – the way you played the game, it's like the game shifted with the tight ends. You know, you've seen these more big athletic guys like Darnell Washington, who the Steelers just drafted, for example. Um, It seems like your game is so suited for this day and age right now.
0: I don't know. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think I, you're absolutely right. You know, even when I came into the league uh, back in 2011 with uh, with, with Coach Daniel, uh, who who showed me the ropes, you know, in that tight end room, he made he made a man out of me. Uh, you know, because after after every practice, you know, especially after training camp, after I initially made the team, uh, he was very adamant about one-on-one blocking, being able to block defensive ends. Uh, in our, especially in our conference. So after a hard day's practice, he would have us lining up against Cam Hayward and Ziggy Hood and uh, uh, Brett Keisel and some of these guys uh, to really hone in on our blocking skills. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if it's, uh, you know, pr- uh, the, the tight end position is predicated on the blocking as much as it was when I was coming into the league.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, you know, we kind of um, talked about, like, Darnell. I mean, the Steelers are going – Like the league's a passing league right now. And the Steeler or Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, they are doing their thing to bring that smash mouth football back with like the addition of Broderick Jones, the addition of Darnell Washington who labels himself as the sixth offensive lineman. It's it's (laughs) it's uh it's crazy to see. Like I'm I'm excited for the smash mouth football to be back in in Pittsburgh.
0: Absolutely, I, I can see I can see the shift happening. But of course, Pittsburgh football is uh, predicated around the run game. You know, we, we do our best when we're able to solidify ourselves on the ground. And so, you know, I, I know Coach Tomlin would prefer that. Uh, you got a beast at running back back there. So, you know, I, obviously a guy like uh, the, the new tight end they picked up, I think he's going to eat a lot more once the running uh, game picks up. And of course, Pickett is going to have a field day with it uh, once once that gets going.
1: Yeah, I, lo- I love that you brought up Kenny right here. But we're, we're going to kind of backtrack, and we're going to go back to okay. your to your uh, Steeler days um, back in 2011. That was post, you know, the Super Bowl loss uh, against Green Bay. So I mean, just that year for you, what what was that like, and how was the team, um, and just everything like that.
0: Well, it was it was, a, it was uh, definitely an eye opener, man, and you uh, what what dreams are made of, uh, simply because. Uh, six, seven months before I even got to the team. I was training out in Dallas, Texas at the Michael Johnson Performance uh, Facility. And uh, while I was there, the Steelers were playing the Packers in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, me growing up, I'd always been a Packers fan. So, you know, I was, I just happened to be in town uh, during that weekend. It was the worst snowstorm in Texas history. I think they got like 10 inches overnight. So, you know, there was a lot going on in Dallas and uh, I'm, I'm tweeting how much praise I have for the Packers uh, football team and I remember somebody distinctly saying, man, hey, you, you might want to chill out uh, <laughs> talking talking crap about these teams. You might end up on the Steelers. And I was like, ah, man, well, what are the chances? There's a 1 in 32 chance I end up with these guys and, of course, you know, five, six months later that's where I was at and I remember one of the, uh, the, uh, the assistants for the Steelers actually calling me out on some of my tweets <laughs> they had seen months prior because, you know, these, these NFL organizations do their due diligence. So, yeah. you know, I I, that was one lesson i had to learn but you know once i arrived in pittsburgh man it was nothing but love heath miller earl one of the nicest guys i've ever met in my life literally uh took me under his wing it really wasn't as much of a competition as it was a learning curve and uh you know i'm glad i had him on my side because you know on the defensive end you got your ike taylors and your ryan clarks and your troy palomalus who are already there and the defense had a different attitude about it. That you had better be able to match, and so I think me coming into that organization was the best thing that could have happened for me.
1: Yeah, and then you know, obviously, uh, you know, we know you were an undrafted uh, free agent. So I mean, there was there was other teams calling around that time. So why why Pittsburgh?
0: Uh well, you know, I, 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 it, it was one of those storied organizations um, that that of course you, the history uh, precedes them, but even during the process of me figuring out who I wanted to go to, uh, Coach Daniel was one of the uh, uh, coaches who came down for my pro day uh, down at the University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Now, at that at that point, uh, I had already broken my foot. Uh, you know, my draft stock had taken a little bit of a hit, but I was still trying to perform and he was one of the coaches who came down and wanted to put me through some workouts to see what kind of tight end I was. Now, him knowing that I was hurt Uh, because I actually participated in in the uh, pro day on a broken foot. Mm -hmm. So I was just trying to do everything I could. So Coach Daniel knew I was hurt and still decided to put me through one of the toughest workouts (laughs) (laughs) I had been through. And I think he was literally trying to test me, uh, to to, to test my toughness. There was no sense of him feeling sorry for me whatsoever. So I had to not feel sorry for myself. And so when it came time, months later, after I had my surgery and, you know, the NFL lockout was over, I had a decision to make and i knew that would be a place where he would be he would push me uh coach like bruce arians and coach tomlin would be able to get the best out of me so that was it was a pretty easy decision
1: yeah yeah and i know uh the steelers have quite the history of going to pro days and taking over player workouts like yeah. uh i, w- I want to say our db coach uh he was hands-on with joey porter jr this year we had uh, last year. Our receivers coach was hands on with George Pickens last year. He he was kind of in the same boat. He was coming off that uh, ACL injury. He did play in that championship game, but they are they're very adamant about taking because if I can't remember because you you had some draft stock going in, mm-hmm. and the injury is what kind of led to um, you going undrafted, correct?
0: Actually, no, I missed the entire season, uh, my senior year, for uh, accepting impermissible benefits from boosters and agents uh, mm. as a senior, yeah, so I was, okay. a number, a number, I was actually projected to go first round mm-hmm. uh, prior to the to 2010 uh, season, mm-hmm. and uh, due to the NCAA investigation, I missed my entire senior year, and uh, instead of trying to fight it and come back for an extra year of eligibility, I decided, hey, you know, I, I'm I didn't get hurt, you know. I'm still the same player that I was before the season, and I decided to take my chances in the NFL draft. and Nike uh, signed me, mm-hmm. and they, you know. The, the executive at Nike still thought that I would go pretty high, uh, so they arranged for me to go out to train in Dallas with Michael Johnson and. You know, I was going to go to the combine and show off my athletic prowess, uh, which would get me back into the first or early second round. And I get to Dallas, and I end up breaking my foot. Yeah. So if you can, uh, if you can imagine, uh, when it rains, it pours. Yeah. It was kind of that situation where I'm also battling off the field issues as well as an injury. So uh, you know, no one foresaw me going undrafted, including myself. But now, of course, looking back on it, it's one of the best things that happened to me from a development standpoint and, of course, to the team I ended up on. Because I don't know if I would have ended up on the Steelers had I not gone through those uh, those struggles.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, um, so that's that I did. I didn't know uh, that you missed your entire senior year for something that's now
0: legal. In, uh, I consider myself a trailblazer, man. Yeah, I, was, I, <laughs> I, I I I crawled so they the other guys could walk. Yeah, yeah and so I, like I grew
1: up an Ohio State fan, so we had the tattoo gate back in like 2012, 2014, or whichever. Yeah. And I mean, they put a heavy, heavy uh, foot stomping on Ohio State, uh, which ultimately led to Urban Meyer. Blah blah blah, but. I do remember that South Carolina team back then, you you guys had
0: some guys. I believe Marshawn Lattimore was your running back um, back then. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, listen, man, you know, it still kind of stings when I talk about it just because, you know, I know how much work that we all put in Mm -hmm. and how close we came uh, together. And I know what kind of player I was. And I believe that we could have won a national championship had I played that year. We had some studs on the team. We ended up, you know, South Carolina ended up making it to the SEC championship. That's the year Cam Newton, and we actually wow. lost to Ar- we lost to Auburn twice. So those are the only two losses of the season, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there watching on the sideline the whole year, you know, hoping the NCAA would bring me back, or hoping maybe I can come back for a few games. Uh, but it just didn't happen. But you know, Marshawn Lattimore, we have uh uh, uh let's see, we had Lattimore, we had Melvin Ingram, we had uh, you know uh, Stefan Gilmore, we had some really key players. Uh, that can help shift the whole program, and so you know, even though I wasn't a part of it, I do think that you know, being being a part of that 2007 class, I was a part of the shift uh, of growing at South Carolina, at least.
1: Yeah, that, that I mean, that South Carolina team had some dogs, and you know, you know, before Marshawn's tra- that devastating um, injury, I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was going to be that guy in the mm-hmm. for years to come. And yeah. that, that that was just awful to see. Uh, was that the same was that the same year in twenty ten uh, or is that the next year? Actually he,
0: he he ended up getting hurt that next year. Yeah, that's and, okay. You know, and of course it was one of those situations where you bring it brings things back in perspective, like, man, you know, you could go out with an injury where you'll never be the player you were before. Yeah. Uh and, and I've seen that happen to guys. So, you know, that's that was one of those things where I couldn't feel too sorry for myself because you know, it can all, you know, you look at somebody else's situation, it could always be different.
1: Yeah, and then, I mean, um, so we'll kind of, you know, now we'll talk about uh, um, today's South Carolina Gamecocks. And Spencer Rattler is the quarterback over there who was, you know, considered to be a top, top guy um, in last year's draft. And then, you know, there was a falling out of Oklahoma. Now he's with um, South Carolina. And he had that uh, what that one game where he did that he threw five touchdowns something like this this last year. But what are your thoughts
0: on him and um, his journey um, upcoming? Uh, he's a, he's a heck of a talent, and you know he's a, he's down there with Coach Beamer, who was there when I was at South Carolina as an assistant. I love Coach Beamer. I love Beamer ball, mm-hmm. the confidence those guys play with. Uh, I, I applaud him for coming back. To school for another year, you know uh, that's a big deal. I think he knows he has some unfinished business, or maybe he's got some points he wants to prove to himself. And of course, it's not too difficult of a decision to come back when you got nil deals and you get yeah, money. Yeah, you know it, it, it makes the it makes that decision a lot easier. So. Um, you know, I'm happy for these guys. I'm excited to see what they got going on. You know, the sec is one of those places you, you never know. You, you can always hang your hat on Alabama and LSU, but not even now with the transfer portal, you have no clue who's going to come out on top. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. you know, it's a, it makes it a little more exciting, a little more disparity across the league. Um, you know, so it, it should, uh, cause for some, some interesting competition.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then you know we'll kind of, we'll stay on this quarterback train now, and we'll go back to your former Steelers quarterback, Hall of Future Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger. So, what what was that experience like playing with him and kind of learning from? it? And that was in the Bruce Arians days, like you said, and you know how tight uh, both of them
0: still are to this day. Um, what was that like? Uh, well, you know, it was in- intimidating at first, obviously, you yeah. know, them being being these guys have won Super Bowls together. I get there, and, you know, the room is Hines Ward and you got uh, Mike Wallace, who was, who was the guy at that time, and Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders. So, uh, But immediately I caught on that, you know, Bruce Arians and Coach Tomlin, they'll give you praise, but they didn't just give you praise because of your name. Like yeah. you had to go out there and prove yourself. And so once I started performing in training camp and during practice and started catching my footing on the field, uh, I felt very comfortable with, with that group. And A guy like Ben, Ben really likes you if you can play. Yeah. And so, you know, the, that's, that's what i noticed. Uh, you know, you got guys, obviously my first year was Antonio Brown's second year. And so, you know, me and Antonio grew, grew pretty close and we started to grow together and Started to catch steam, and I realized that hey, this is the place to be because there's no politics going on. If you can play, you'll be on the field. Ben will vouch for you, Coach Arians will vouch for you, man. And uh, of course, Ben is such a great field general, uh, he made the game a lot easier for me. So I, I, I like to tell people I came into the 2011 season as a rookie, and by the time I left at the end of the season, I was a veteran. Yeah, you know, that's that one season can change a lot from a, a mindset perspective.
1: Yeah, you are now the second player, because um, obviously, you know, we just did an episode with Kevin Dotson, and he described Ben in the same way. He was that general um, yeah. on the field. And, you know, uh, I believe, I guess I guess it was your only touchdown in your NFL career um, against Kansas City. and Regular
0: regular season. Regular. I like to throw that asterisk in there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So and I mean you you caught a touchdown from from Ben, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I mean how how else could you better write your I guess first touchdown in, in that hostile environment in Kansas City and that touchdown ultimately won the game for Pittsburgh.
0: Oh yeah, man, that was uh, that was another one of those picturesque moments where uh, you know the whole whole thing setting up leading up to it made it even more impactful for me yeah. you know, being at the, in kansas city we're on the road uh antonio uh, actually has some family uh who lived in kansas city so him being one of my closest friends uh i tagged along with him the day before the game and went and met some of his family and we had an autograph signing at a local steelers bar in mm-hmm. kansas city yep. and now uh, that was into that was my first autograph signing as a rookie and i distinctly remember people Giving me their jerseys to sign and giving me stuff to sign and they didn't really quite know who i was <laughs> and I, I remember one kid told me he, he put his jersey out and then he kind of snatched it back and he said have you scored any touchdowns <laughs> i was like oh, well no not yet i, you know, I caught a pass but da, da, da. and he was so uninterested he was like oh, i don't really know who you are and he takes he takes his jersey and keeps walking and goes and gets it signed by antonio and uh, i kind of felt dejected at the moment but i was like you know what he's right i haven't <laughs> i haven't actually done anything <laughs> worthy of uh signing on this jersey yet so you know that was definitely motivation and for me to you know 24 hours later to catch my first touchdown pass uh in a hostile environment like that on Sunday night football uh was a big deal and instead of of course thinking of my parents and thinking of all the people I knew at home watching the first person who I thought about was that kid from the night before, like, hey, man, I scored that touchdown now, kid. <laughs> hey, where, where's the jersey? Let me bring yeah, it back. Yeah, give me the jersey now. Yeah, yeah, let me see if I can do it now. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny because as athletes, we find any little thing that can motivate us and uh, being ready. And I, re- I remember that pregame speech that Coach Tomlin gave the night before at the hotel. Uh, about A players making A plays, mm-hmm. and he distinctively said, "Hey, you know Timmons, I expect him to go out there and be an A player." James Harrison, you know uh, Ben, you're an A player. We expect a lot out of you. And he made a reference like, "Hey, you know we we're not expecting West to go out there and win the game for us." And you know that, uh, he he used me as a reference of not being an A player. Yeah, and that all that also bothered me. So you know there was a lot of a lot of different triggers going into that game where in my head I said, "You know I got to make something happen." Uh, so, so I won't be looked at as just a side thought uh, because I, I, I believed in myself. Yeah, and that
1: that just sounds like Mike T. is fine. That's that was him trying to tap into to what he knew
0: you could do. Re- reverse psychology, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't know it at the time, but you know it, it worked. Yeah, so. yeah, and that's that, that's that's an awesome story to hear.
1: Um, just because I mean I think everybody knows Mike Tomlin's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, I mean, his track record speaks for itself, the way they battled back last year to go above 500, almost make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of this last topic we'll go over now, then, is this current Steelers team. What are your thoughts on this year's Steelers?
0: Well, you know, after seeing how they came together last year, you know, I don't think any team would have wanted to see them going into the playoffs and how they were playing and coming together. You know, it was one of those things like, hey, if they can get in there, you know, they can make some noise. Yeah. Uh, but now I think that has propelled them for this, this upcoming season, and that's really uh, super exciting to see. Um, you know, they got the new tight ends, got the, the, the offense starting to click. Now, of course, selfishly, I would say, You know, I'd love to see myself out there, you know, because uh, I I, I'm still training and I, you know, I never officially retired. And, you know, this is like you mentioned earlier before. I used to be very heavy my first years coming into the league. I actually almost reached a 300 pound point uh, until I started getting into health and wellness and taking care of my body. So, you know, at this juncture in my career, I can do things now that I couldn't do when I came into the league. Uh, So when I'm looking at the team, I see definitely where I'll be able to help uh from a tight end standpoint of course they got the new guy out there and we all know the patriots dynasty that started uh with two dominant tight ends at the helm right yeah uh, back there with tom brady so that's one key that i could see could help them out a two tight end game With the running with the running back on offense, the defense coming into their own, you got a field general like uh, Minka back there calling the shots, you know, the secondary getting stronger and better. And and with the linebackers, man, it's uh, you know, I'm excited to see how how they operate, because I think it's a great balance of young and old. And I I, or excuse me, younger and elder players, you don't want to call them old. Yeah, having that balance on a team is super important uh, when it comes to the success of of the organization.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, we saw a lot of hope out of Kenny Pickett last year with his uh, his two game winning drives back to back. He was the first rookie to have two game winning drives in back to back games. And, you know, the first one was um, off the um, extreme loss of Franco Harris. And it happened to be the game that we were retiring his jersey. And it just sucks knowing that he wasn't there to. Get his moment uh, in his jersey because, as you know, I mean the Steelers don't retire anybody's jersey. They it there's I think three: Mean Joe, Franco, and then I can't. Bradshaw. Nope, Bradshaw's not retired. Not officially. Not officially. Well, no, I haven't seen anybody wear number twelve. Yeah, so they <laughs> they, do, they do this like unofficial thing, like okay. like you'll never see somebody wear seven uh, seven again. And that, I think that's a jersey they'll end up retiring one day um, officially. But, yeah, like, um, yeah, Ben, Terry, you don't see anybody wearing uh, number 12 anymore because he's unofficially retired. But, yeah, I mean, Kenny can he, can he Pickett looks like a guy. He's got that swagger and confidence. And I, I like the kind of his mannerisms and the way he approaches it, it reminds me – and. As a Steelers fan, I hate saying anything Tom Brady, but it, he's got Tom Brady mannerisms to him, to his game. Yeah. But with that being said, you talked about, you know, we talked about your your playing days as a Steeler. We talked about South Carolina. We talked about um, the current thoughts on this Steelers team. Uh, You're um, coming up undrafted and that process your first touchdown the little kid who didn't who didn't want you to sign his jersey um so now i want to bring to everybody's attention you talked about your um health kick uh recently where you were almost up to 300 pounds last year and everything like that you have wesley.com and off of that you have produced the west juice oh yeah
0: so you want to man, el- elaborate I'm, it I'm, on that? Of course, man. I, l- I love the fact that you brought it up, man. Yeah, <laughs> we, if everybody can see at home there, man. We got the West Juice, all natural superfood powder, man, built around gut health. Uh, you know, we got probiotics, uh clears brain fog, energy, man, a little bit of everything. Um and it's all plant-based, right? 100% vegan. Um I don't like to call it a detox because a lot of people in their brain hear here detox and they might think something different, but it's pretty much uh, your daily greens intake. You know, of course, we know how much people and children uh, love to eat their vegetables. Right. So this is uh, <laughs> this is something that is a lot more uh, compact, uh, but impactful just as much. And nonetheless, and, um, you know, me being from North Carolina uh, and understanding how our economy is pretty much run off of pork and tobacco. Right. It's not not necessarily the healthiest state, uh, especially when you get to the south and you know how we eat. Um, So we need something to combat that on the opposite end. And so with the help of my co-founder, Dr. Charlie Ware here in Hollywood, uh, Florida, he's an expert on epigenetics, all things holistic health. He helped me uh, find this this concoction. I call it the green (laughs) gold uh, because it's got 14 superfood ingredients in it, man, based around a little bit of everything. And uh, it has me feeling great. You know, keeps me regulated. I have two children. My son's birthday is today, actually. Uh, shout out to my son, Sebastian. Happy birthday. Uh, he just,
1: yeah, he <laughs> just turned. he
0: just turned nine years old. My daughter, Cameron, she's eight. Uh, And I make sure they both take the the West juice as well, man, because, you know, I like to say health is wealth and not much else. Because after especially after playing in the National Football League where injuries like Coach Tomlin would say, injuries are just as much a part of the game as tackling and catching. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we uh, oftentimes a lot of players, especially in the professional realms, don't understand what they're putting in their bodies. And they don't understand. You know, I used to think milk help me recover faster. Right. But now we know that, you know, milk, uh, cow's milk is actually very acidic and can actually be a deterrent from you healing quicker. So there's a lot of misinformation out there when it comes to healing and taking care of our bodies. And that's one of the reasons I, I wanted to create West juice.
1: Yeah. That's, that's awesome to hear that you're, you know, trying to help everybody's, you know, health, uh, um, I mean, you're 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 an advocate for it. You know, like you said, I'm I'm pretty
0: sure your your weight loss is attributed to the West juice. Yeah, absolutely. My weight loss, my body regulation. But of course, you know, I also tell people that it's a combination of many things, right? You yeah. know, also what you put into your body, but also how you're thinking. Uh, meditation is very important to me. And with, uh, with my colleague, Christine, uh, we hosted a yoga retreat in Egypt back in November. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's super important for people to be able to de-stress because sickness and weight gain can also be attributed to stress. And so a lot of people are going to the gym and they're going on diets and they're wondering why they're not losing weight uh, because their mindset uh, is not uh, conducing an environment in their body to lose the weight or to be healthier because, you know, stress hormones can take over. Like Like they say, the body keeps the score. So we have to understand that it's a little bit of everything that goes into it. Um, and everything matters uh, but that's where balance comes in you know? yeah you got to be able to balance it out
1: yeah that's that's awesome to hear and uh, you brought up you're from North Carolina so fun fact uh when I hit up uh, Wesley on Twitter about a week ago he uh, or it was about two weeks ago now but you know we uh, cha- uh exchanged numbers started texting I'd noticed he had that 919. I was like, "Hey, I had a nine one nine, and I lived in uh, Goldsboro, North Carolina, for about twelve twelve years growing up. So that's that was, Goldsboro. It, yeah, that was that was just fun to see. And uh, well, I live in Colorado now, so I don't see many nine one nine numbers anymore."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what a coincidence! When yeah. I saw you, I thought it was a, a typo. I'm like, you got the same area, Cody. <laughs> so shout out to all my people out there in the Bull City in the Raleigh-Durham area. You know, much love out there, and I'll uh, be back doing a lot of a lot of things in the community back in back in that area. Uh, uh, hopefully, this summer.
1: Yeah, and and on on that note, we're gonna wrap this episode up. Wes, I'll have you, uh, stick around so we can have the recordings load and save and all that fun stuff. Um, I mean, it was a great episode, you know, we had yeah. former Steelers tied in and Colts tied in Wesley Saunders on the show. Um, I had a blast, uh, for those who will watch this in the coming future. Hopefully you get to watch our live stream that we were about to do on all Steeler Nation platforms. So, Wes, you got anything to
0: say to the people before we
1: close this out?
0: Yeah, yeah. Caleb, hey, I appreciate what you're doing, man. Keep it up. Uh, best of luck to you on the show. Thank you for having me. And everybody checking in. Y'all know I wore my my special gold uh yellow hoodie today uh <laughs> just just to be appropriate you know depending on who you ask in the city it's, it's 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 gold you know but obviously black and yellow sounds good on the Wiz khalifa song so uh shout <laughs> out shout out to, to stealing nation man all the love even though i wasn't there for a long time i was there for a good time and you'd be surprised man people don't forget a face and they don't forget a name And Pittsburgh is one of those cities that still shows me a lot of love. And uh, my daughter is up there still at school. So I'm up in the Pittsburgh area quite often. So people, anybody watching this man, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm always doing something in in the greater Pittsburgh area. And uh, Caleb, I look maybe, maybe you have me on the show some other time, man. Maybe we make this a regular thing.
1: Oh yeah, we'll have to, especially during the season. We're gonna have to get those uh, former Steelers players' reactions and all that fun stuff. I mean, yeah, it was a great episode. Loved having you on. Love having you in my corner. Uh, th- this was great, and I can't wait to do this again.
0: Sounds great, Caleb. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys.